very much for tuning in to this week's episode of Huddles and Stout. We are ramping through the regular season. It is already week seven. Um, it wouldn't be an episode of Huddles and Stout if I didn't have the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. Rocky, how's things? You all good? All good. We're like yin and yang now at this stage. Thanks, thanks uh, much. Yin and yang are, I don't know, there's probably something dirtier we could say to be fair. But uh, we won't. It's an adult show. Uh, it's a family friendly show. It, it's a, yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, two of us are in high spirits. It was a key uh, fixture, shall we say. Beautiful week. In the NFC East. Beautiful week. So, yeah, look, life, life is good at present. So, hopefully, that's uh, evident in this evening's recording. But I suppose, without much further ado, we'll get down to the crux of it. I suppose, stand the layout isn't changing we'll have our kind of results from week six we'll have our five and goal and then we're going to have kind of a preview ahead to week seven so without much further ado around the ground this week throw out my stat just to get you get the get the taste buds are cracking yes this is this is a corker of yeah. a stat brian Dabo is the most beloved fat man in new york city since biggie smalls that's a fact too wow just so you know all the statistical data to back that up yeah, loads of it, <laughs> loads of it. Uh, every time I tune in to a Giants game, I just see him coming off and fans adoring him. Uh, it's great to see. Um, I look, I, I would too. He's got the the Giants. They might be scraping by, but at this point, I, I can't I, I can't really fault them. Like, if they're pulling out wins, you know, it's the most important stat out there. Them's a maximizing kind of squad potential. There is no one bare. Um, so, yeah, no, for me... Um, Definitely Another good stat I saw uh, was last year the Giants had no um, no pro bowlers on the squad. And now this year they look as if they have potentially three all pros mm. in Saquon, uh, Dexter Lawrence and Andrew mm. Thomas. Um, and pff, can't, how to argue with mm. that? It's um, it's just a coaching no, change. No, possible. Um, but without much further ado, I suppose to quickly run you through the results from week six. Obviously, didn't kick things off the the best way. I think Amazon might be uh, rethinking their investment. Uh, Thursday Night Football, Washington. They got shafted. 12, Chicago Bears, 7. Kicking off the freaky um, early slate windows. The Falcons overcame the 49ers, 28 points to 14. Patriots overcame the Browns, 28 points to 15. Jets in Lambeau, 27-10. The Colts mm. managed to overcome... A curse of recent years and beat the Jags 34 points 27. Vikings fall, uh, obviously victorious in Miami 24 16. Cincy put a bit of a rough patch to bed with a with a kind of a good victory in in Louisiana, Joe Burrow territory 30 points 26. Uh, Baltimore obviously coming on stuck against the Brian Dabo Giants 24 20. Pittsburgh Ken, Kenny Pickett led uh, overcame the Bucks 20 points to 18. Seahawks overcame the struggling Cardinals 19 points to 9. Carolina uh, didn't get that new coach bounce, unfortunately, as they fell victim to the Rams 24 points to 10. And in what is fast becoming the key matchup in any NFL season, the Chiefs overcame the Bills. Oh, sorry, the Bills overcame the Chiefs 24 to 20 in Arrowhead. Most important fixture of the weekend Eagles 26, Cowboys 17. Philly now rolled to 6-0, the last remaining unbeaten side in the NFL. And finally, another bit of a drab affair, another drab Broncos affair. Uh, Chargers overcame 
the Broncos 19 points to 16 yesterday evening in Monday Night Football. Ah, in fairness, Russell Wilson looked good for the first quarter. I think uh, some uh, 10 for 10, I think, in the first quarter and or and then 5 for 18. I think if that game had been Sunday, my, my stat would be that uh, just the Herbie boy uh, set an NFL record for most yards thrown without a, without a TD. So, yeah. Uh, Did he? That would have been my stat if that was a Sunday night game. So... Yeah. See the prep starts early with this production, lads and lassies. Um, but yeah, obviously, without much further ado, we're gonna kick into five and go. Yes. Before we do, before we do, you kind of know who the movers and shakers are, so why not invest in a bit of sporting apparel for a USA-based franchise? So in addition to the NFL, it's it's kind of the postseason Major League Baseball. You've also got the NBA kicking off this week as well. So, I mean, plenty of reasons to kick the link in the podcast description and visit usasports.co.uk. But I'll hand it over to you, Rocky. Right, we're going to land in Washington where the Commanders got their, their second win of the season. Wentz gets the win, but he's injured and broken his finger in the process. Will Heineke start and preserve Washington's second rounder? So, obviously, that refers to the trade with the Colts that Washington did. They traded um, a second and third, I think, in the draft gone by, and another third in this year or the the draft after this season. If Wentz plays 70% of the snaps, that will elevate from a third to a second. Um, I think it's pretty apparent now Washington don't look like a strong team, so they will be looking to to preserve that i think they want as much value from the draft picks as possible now they say Wentz will be out four to six weeks if he misses six weeks he'll miss just over a third um of the games third of the offensive snaps so that'll drop him just underneath the 70 percent so for this to happen you'll want to see Wentz out six weeks and to be honest, I think Washington will look to keep him out because they'll want to see what Heineke, you know, Heineke showed promise previously. And they also have Sam Howell. And I think uh, I think Washington will look for a, a good news story or, a, you know, a bit of hope, you know, particularly after that ESPN article about Dan Snyder. Yeah, no, no, that, that's, uh, that's very valid. I, like, I tend to think... They could start Heineke and improve. Um, I know that might seem as if as Sarah Grapes is an Eagles fan, but Heineke impressed me when he did play. Um, very scrappy. Very scrappy, but there's nothing to say he can't put together a four or five game run akin to. And I'm not saying he wins all five games, but if he picks up two, three, like that's what a backup quarterback is supposed to do. And I think he's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. So. I, I think I think yeah, I'd agree. they could run with Heineke, and they could end up running with Heineke at the end of the season if he starts picking up a few wins. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think he'll be watched closely if if he struggles for, and he might he may well struggle. I mean, like that offensive line is just it's not per or holding up well. Um, I think uh, this is just me. If I was P or in um. Washington, I think I'd say, right, let's see what we've got in the new guy. If he's good, you know, that's great. It'll be something we could build behind. 
Um, if he isn't good, well, it's it's hardly a scandal compared to what's already going on. No. Um, no. I, I, I and I know a, a lot of people might say, well, they're not going to start a, a quarterback for pure reasons. Washington is technically a football franchise, but really, if you look closely, it's a, a, a burning tire fire. It's... I encourage everybody to go and read that ESPN article. It's scathing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, tend to agree. It's it's not been fun times in Washington. Like, And it is a franchise that, I know it's been a good fair few years, decades at this stage, but they're a franchise that wins Super Bowls and they have not looked close in, the I'd say, since the turn of the millennium. So, yeah, a lot has to go, a lot no. has to go right in Washington. Um, and I'm not sure... The back office is there to to get that sorted. No, I I don't think so. I think when you've got um somebody at the helm, which is you know a bit unstable, you know fruit of the poison poisonous tree. Yeah. I suppose maybe just to tie up this point, I do see Washington, um, sitting Wentz for those six yeah. weeks. They'll say, oh, we're ensuring he's fully healthy and and keeping their second rounder. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, just moving on. Is it a testament to Belichick that the offense looks the same with Zappi? Or is it potentially detrimentally to Mac Jones that a fourth-round pick is producing at the same rate at a franchise QB? And the reason I ask is on Sunday, Zappi pretty much matched Mac Jones' career day um, to date. Yeah. So what, what's the grasp here? Is it is it Belichick-related that he's able to produce that? Because it's a plug-and-play offense or is it kind of detrimental to Mac Jones maybe he's not as good as he might have thought um yeah it's it's a tough one um I don't think New England's offensive system really lends to you know a quarterback being improvisational um and showing off you know their dynamism I think it is more systemic, you know, your the offense is sort of systemic. Um saying that though, if you can go with with Zappi The thing is though with Mac Jones, he's still on his rookie contract. There's no massive reason to start Zappi over Jones unless there is a huge difference in play. I still think Jones will will come back. You think as a starter. Okay. I think so. Well, so yeah. yeah, so I suppose in short we're not on the precipice of a, another quarterback controversy similar to Dallas. <laughs> too many of those yeah, this year. Too many of these, yeah. Um, but Zappi's been really impressive, though. Really impressive. Absolutely. And behind a good um, uh, Pats defense. Um, almost makes you wonder. I, I was almost t- makes you wonder how higher was second choice quarterback. Yeah. Um, I was ready to write the uh, the Pats off a couple of games into the season, but they, you know, they might they might hang around. Certainly, I I don't think they're any threat to the division, and they will have to play out of their minds for a wild card spot. But but they are probably better than I thought they were a couple of weeks into the season. Fair, um, yeah, um, just coming up coming up um, on the timer on that one so end that there yeah we'll end that there and then from um from New England 
Oh, with the <laughs> Brady in the books. A nice bit of uh, flow there. Um, so Brady in the books fall to Pittsburgh, which is one of the w- biggest upsets this week. Um, so with the books losing, is the NFC South up for grabs? Um, unfortunately, I'm going to rule out the Panthers here. At one and five, I I don't see. They're in free yeah, fall. I mean, the they traded Robbie Anderson after um, the bust, bust, bust up. There's rumors of them looking to move off McCaffrey. They're a bit in free fall at present. And roster wise, I know we were optimistic on them in the offseason. They're, they're a bit of a mess now with having to move off two kind of sizable quarterback contracts again, as you said. Yeah, yeah. That was probably easily my worst take of the offseason is saying that they had well I, I said they had a really good team on paper and I I think I stand by it that on paper it did look mm. good but in practice it didn't anyway sorry ignoring the Panthers and going back to the the NFC South it's really a, uh, a three-way race I think between the Bucks the Falcons which is a surprise and the Saints which I thought it was a surprise they're doing as poorly as they did. You kind of forecasted that you thought this was going to happen. Mm. Um, but I looked through the rest of the schedule for the, the three other teams. Um, I think looking at New Orleans' schedule, I think I see about another four-ish more wins. And then across Tampa and Atlanta's six and seven, respectively. So I do think that books will still come out on top, but... Atlanta, I think Atlanta could show up, and if I if you were to push me for a hot take, I'd say they could take the division this year. <laughs> Look, I I think Atlanta continue to surprise. Um, they're definitely feisty, and they ain't gonna lose a game. Uh, you're gonna have to beat them. The Saints are what I, what I kind of to be fair. That's one good take I had. I had a bad Carolina take. Um, I I do still back the books to get it right. Like Tom's going through a divorce. Um, it's not Pete Randon, but he's gone through a it's lot. It's a major life involvement. You know, like I'd like to see you show up and do your Excel spreadsheets. You going through a divorce? Uh, so I am. I'm fantastic at Excel spreadsheets, but even that would affect me. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's a lot. I see a pivot table and you're losing it on a supermodel. Um, but yeah, no, I I I backed the 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 books to get it right. Um, they just can't probably need to get healthy too as well. Um, the wide receiving core is coming back. But yeah, man. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know sort of what injuries they sustained to their their O line at the start of the season. It, I don't know what they were in terms of length. Yeah. So it will be interesting to, to see if they do come back at the end of the season. Um, but yeah, I have more trust in the books to get right than Atlanta to, to sustain this yeah. surprising. Yeah. Um, I say surprising. They're only three and three. You know, it's it it's common enough to to pull out a, a surprise win here and there, but still, still, it is a surprise. the NFC as a whole is is there's a lot of parity in the the NFC side of the draw. To be fair, um, and Brady commented a few weeks ago he thought it was all bad, bad football rather than a lot of people stepping up or the. Yeah. you know the playing fields level and it's and it looks like that i'm i'm wondering i wonder today whether uh, the last couple of years going to be the golden age is this year an aberration it's just there's been good games this year so far mm. but i think the standard overall hasn't been as good no one's reliable really are they 
No, nobody's reliable. Um, but yeah, you know, look. In short, I back I back Brady uh, to get it right. Um, if he doesn't, it will probably be the first time he's really let us down in his career. But I back him to to get it right. Mm. Um, moving on, moving on to more sides that have let us down. Arizona two and four. Um, the woes continue. Now Hopkins D Hop is back this week, but there's also rumors that Marquise uh, Brown is now out for the season. Um, injury update yeah. confirmed. But regardless, is Cliff Kingsbury on borrowed time, or is someone else to blame? Yeah, it's a tough question. I think Arizona fancied themselves a bit more going into the mm. season. D Hop's big. He's a big upgrade over Marquise, even though he did look good. Um. He's also coming back from a I from a PED suspension as opposed to an injury, so you'd assume he'd hit the ground running. Yes. Yeah, I yeah that's that's something to con- you know take into consideration. I think we'll see them pick it up a little bit. Um, like Kyler didn't look that great. Um. But his, his, his receivers aren't really helping him. He's scrambling around, running around like a madman. And um, I think D-Hop coming back will will be... I think it'll help him. Flip. I do. If you look at his stats playing with and without uh, D-Hop, it's night and day. Look, D- D-Hop stretches the defense, obviously. But I just... Yeah, I just wonder, is, is it Kyler or is it Cliff Kingsbury? And that's kind of what I'm trying to get to the, the crux of I'm not sure how far gone I am on Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach I think he may ultimately be looked back his time on Arizona as a bit of a failure considering obviously it hasn't happened this year but how hot they typically start versus where they finish would you fire Cliff knowing he got an extension this off season nah Caroline has no problem getting rid of Matt Rule Matt Rule was Oh, what was he? Fifth, two, six year, two years. Yeah, into yeah. a six year deal. Six year. Uh, a lot of money tied into Matt Rule contract. But, it, um, but I think was this his third year or was his second his third year? year? But like, the fiscal repayments from that contract are, are colossal. Um, like contract for contract. Um, yeah, I think. See, David Tepper. He's. I think he's by far one of the richest um, NFL owners so I think to him he's just happy to to cash out of that pay whatever Mad Rule you know is owed I don't know the story with the the Bidwells is that the, the mm. owners of the, the Cardinals I, I don't know how comfortable I am supporting an organisation that's prepared to throw good money after bad um, if situation's not right you move off I agree with you I think he gets until the end of the year, certainly. Yeah, I, think, I think he could be a victim of Black, black um, Monday, basically. Yeah. Um, I I don't particularly like... Obviously, I think he's a great player, Kyler. I wouldn't want him as a franchise QB. Just his... To me, no. His intangibles, they're just not mm. it. Um, but I think Cliff will get the blame before Kyler. Um, yeah. Moving on, moving on to what was meant to be 
and may be viewed by some as one of the games of the season. Bills versus Chiefs. Bills won. Um, so we'll go and have a look at their final record and predict the number one AFC seed. However, I think I think the, the number one AFC seed goes to whoever won that mm -hmm. game. And I think the, the Bills are in the driving seat for that. Um, I had a quick look at their schedule again. I could see them going 14 and 3, 13 and 4. Obviously that that doesn't include injuries or factor in injuries or you know mm. games like the Jags last year. Yeah. But you know there's a golden standard with dynamic offense, stoic defense, and even if they tie with Kansas at the end of the year. They have a game with Kansas. That that win is the tiebreaker. I think it's it's going to be difficult to for Kansas to, I suppose, dethrone them. I tend to agree, and it would be very interesting to look. The last few years, the AFC has gone through Arrowhead, so I would like to see the role reversed, and I'm hoping for an AFC Championship game in Buffalo in late January. Um, I yeah, look, it's it's a couple of snow playoff games would be. Yeah, fantastic, wouldn't it? It's it's a matchup that I think is now the next generation's Brady Manning. Um, they're just gonna go toe to toe. I think so. the, it goes back to the old adage that styles make fights, and I think stylistically, them two against each other. Like say what you want, maybe it wasn't the high scoring uh, game of the AFC Championship game last year, but there was so many ebbs and flows. I actually thought it was a really enjoyable game. Well, look, maybe the fact that there's nothing else more, there's nothing else enjoyable in that late window on Sunday, but yeah, generally, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. Plenty of ebbs and flows, plenty of change in momentum, and they're both, both franchises are built to beat the other franchise. It's not just the stylistic matchup of the quarterback, so it's, it's, it's one to enjoy every time they play. Absolutely. It's already produced a couple of um, classics, just notably that, um, playoff game last mm. year in the divisional round mm. um yeah it, it's it's definitely this generation's biggest matchup or rivalry mm. i should mm. say can i yeah look and it, it, it's the afc again don't, we don't seem to get two domineering quarterbacks in the in the nfc for whatever reason for, for any great length of period we never really i suppose we got brady rogers one boat were probably over the hill but AFC wise, which is obviously to get good stylistic matchups between quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose moving on, uh, curses lifted. Colts finally overcame the Jags. Given his, I suppose his post game presser, his obviously refers to Matt Ryan and his kind of how glowingly he's spoke of Frank Reich is the tide finally starting to turn in Indy or is this, is this potentially a bit of an overreaction is I suppose what I'm looking to say right well you're going to have to catch me and some of the the listeners up what's this presser what happened so Matt Ryan was basically glowing in his praise for Frank Reich um, glowing I thought you said he was glowing. no glowing sorry so like he said he's potentially the best coach he's ever dealt with Every coach he had in Atlanta was defensively orientated. This is the first time he's had an attacking head coach. It's really starting to click. 
and you got to bear in mind, obviously, they overcame the Jags, but they overcame the Jags sans what is well, what we're led to believe is still one of the premier running backs in the in the competition. Mm. So I'm just wondering, are things maybe starting to turn for Frank Reich in Indy? Um. Well, look, I suppose it was a big game. Um. Coming back after being shut out the last time by the Jags just a couple of weeks ago. That um, that division is it's still quite tight. Obviously, the Colts and Titans up with three wins, and the Jags at two. Yeah, I suppose it was a big step for the the Colts, um, particularly coming off beating Kansas as well. So they must feel as if they're mm-hmm. they've turned a corner and are being the team that everyone expected them to be. Yeah. Do we? Do we do we still at this middle on predict Tennessee to be the number one team in that division or are we maybe starting to turn? I don't know. That's that division's suddenly gotten very murky. You know, for two or three weeks into the season it looked as if the Jags, you know, they had all the really good uh, metrics and they were two and one atop the division. Now they've lost um, the bounce. Yeah. And the Colts have knocked off Kansas and and you know bounced back against the Jags. Derrick Henry looks like a, a factor again. It's murky trying to predict a, a winner in that division. Mm. I think I still think I'd go with maybe the Titans, even though I don't like their receiving core. Yeah, yeah, as evidenced in our performance, AJ Brown is a colossal loss. Um, Absolutely, and I think um, Traylon Burks on the mm. injured reserve. I think Robbie Woods not doing enough as a wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I hope it turns to Frank. <laughs> it forces the premise in my opinion. I do too. I like um, Frank. I do, and I thought I did think he was going to be on the mm. hot seat. Hmm. Anyway, having another look at a different AFC division. The Bengals knocked off New Orleans. Pittsburgh win, uh, beat the Bucks and Baltimore in a shock loss to the Giants. Who's in the driving seat for the AFC North? If if you thought the last division was murky, here you go again. This. <laughs> This is murky because Baltimore keeps keeps throwing away leads. Um, so obviously their defense is a big problem. Yeah, but the defense is a is a is a problem defending a lead, which I don't get. Um, like since he, we've talked about the problems they have in an O line standpoint. Look, Joe and, and Jamar are a brilliant combination. Um, Pittsburgh. Probably an off day for Tom and Terry Brooks organization. I would still put Baltimore as my favorites, but they have to start getting things right and they have to start getting them right quickly because we can no longer defend Lamar. Um, like a horrific turnover, um, with the game on the line, um, kind of looking to make a game. Two, winning. two turnovers. But in particular, the one that was kind of was set up to be a, a game-winning drive. 
Yeah. Um, should never have got to that position. Could his defense do more? Yes. Have they the the talent to be putting games out of sight? Yes. Um, and they're not doing that at the minute. So, you look, they're under pressure. Um, but I think they have enough within the roster to to overcome it all. Um, be yeah, I think the the books still have the uh, the Ravens at the top of the totem pole, followed by the Bengals and the Browns and then the Steelers you know quite predictably but but it, again it's I, I would have had even despite uh, Cincinnati's you know rebuilt offensive line and their their trip to the Super Bowl I would have had Baltimore's comfortable favourites but they don't look comfortable favourites yeah um, despite Lamar playing like a man possessed in the first couple of weeks yeah I look as a as a Cleveland fan you're probably a bit you know it's a chance here yeah look there wasn't good reports on the weekend we don't want to mention his name but if he if he serves suspension and comes back and it's kind of two or three games back i mean there's a chance yeah there is uh, like jacoby Brissett played i don't want to say well but he's played fine um if he if he wasn't throwing interceptions at the end of games, you know they could have won another two games. You know, flip of a coin and they could be at four and two instead of two and four mm. and atop the division. Mm. You know he's he's been a surprise just how well he's just been managing the games, except obviously with that uh, the collapse to the Jets there a couple of weeks ago. This is um, true, yeah. But look, on a, on a, on a, on a, look typically a good defense and a very strong one game. A lot is possible. A lot is possible. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um. But in short, yeah. Look, Baltimore are still my favourites for the AFC North. Uh, I'd give it to him too. Yeah, I would. the The defense might settle. I yeah. I just trust the Ravens organization more than I do, since he's. Yeah. I don't even know if Jack Zach Taylor's a good coach. Every. One day he'll <laughs> he'll impress you with some call, and the next call you're like, "What the hell is going on?" Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Look, moving on. I think the uh, the topic of conversation this week has definitely been the struggling franchise, but the Packers lost at home to a quarterback who threw for just 110 yards, no TDs. They also lost to a side that went one of eleven on third down. It's also back-to-back losses. Is it cause for serious concern or is it still too early? Do we, do we still envisage just a get-right period here for the for the Packers? Or is this starting to look a bit dubious? I'm going to have to do a bit of research just to see. And maybe I should have done it for this week. But them's the breaks, to quote the great, the great Boris Johnson. <laughs> um <laughs> I'd like to see how often or when the last time a team lost back-to-back games against the New York teams. Um, because it hasn't been a good look for for the Packers. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is... You wouldn't think he was MVP the, the last two years. No. Um, I know last year I think he did get off to a slow start and then did rebound. Obviously played to an MVP level. But this is... This is six weeks into the game, you know, or into the season, I should say, sorry. 
it's not um, 20% of the way through the season. We're just over a third mm. of the way. So if he is going to rebound, it needs to happen soon. The defense has been under underwhelming. You know, uh, it was kind of tooted in the offseason that it's the best defense he ever played with. It's not, uh, it's not playing like it. Um, look, I think the fact of the matter is, like, the Vikings have kind of taken a, a grasp of the NFC North. I know we kind of touched on this in the offseason. They're, what, 5-1? Five 5-1 and one? Five five and and one. One loss, obviously, coming to the Eagles. The Bears and the Lions are still a bit of a, a mess. So, look, it's 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 not a difficult road to take second spot in the in the NFC North, but I just it, they could very well miss the playoffs if they continue on court form. I think even some Viking coaches have sort of said we've gotten lucky, you know, where we our record we're not playing as well as the record suggests. Mm. And that probably is the case, but you know the bottom line is that they've got four win, five wins, and Green Bay is on three wins. Mm. Is it? Minnesota also so, is a first year head coach as well. Like so, it's Devontae Adams is a huge loss, a huge loss. Mm. Um, like he has to spread all of those targets. You know about it was about a hundred. I don't know how many targets. I think he had about a hundred and ten or so receptions last year they've got to go to, to other players um more most notably you know romeo dobbs who's you know he's still adjusting to the nfl his his route running and hands just don't look there christian watson i think is injured um amari rogers drafted two years ago is a non-factor randall cobb i think is injured now mm. um so I think a lot of it is on his receiving core, but you know, it's 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 an ugly situation. Yeah, fair. Yeah, um, topic I know you've been dying to bring up. Dying, oh my god. Um, yeah, obviously we can't have an episode with a gushing about the NFC East. Yeah, we're, we're gonna ask not to Philadelphia not up and you brought two or five topics up in the NFC East. <laughs> I think last week we said we wouldn't mention it as well. Here, but you can't not talk about the the NFC East. It is a the NFC beast this yeah. year. Um Philadelphia versus Dallas. Does this game herald the number one seed for Philly? And will Dax return get them to the playoffs? <laughs> now look it's a load of questions. Cooper Rush went. It's a loaded question. Yeah, it's 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 really just framing the uh, the discussion here. Uh, go, talking about the Cowboys first. Cooper Rush was four and zero this season going into this game. Um, that's that's fantastic. Like nobody expected that to happen. A lot of people, me included, expected them to be well out of contention. But he exceeded, you know, he minded the football and the defense sort of carried them there. I think if Cooper Rush started the rest of the season, they'd still be, you know, in the playoff race. Um, If Dak comes back and he looks like Dak of previous years instead of Dak of week one, 
they will absolutely be uh, uh you know they'll be guaranteed a spot in the playoffs absolutely um um there's not much to say about philly they looked strong on both sides of the ball best secondary in the um, um best secondary in the league best hmm? secondary in the league i think so two of the top uh cornerbacks cj gardner johnson looking good pass rush continues to be just yes yeah, so so um I know Jalen Hurts didn't have a flashy game, but he was going against a top five, top three defense. So, and he, he outperformed any other passers going against the Cowboys defense. Look, it's called a spade of spades. Um, that game was won on coaching. Absolutely. They completely coached Michael Parsons out of the game. Yeah, absolutely. It was a masterclass in turning the opponents. Because you were going into this game afraid of what Micah Parsons mm. could do and they um, you you will have if you watch the game you will have seen um, the commentators Chris Collinsworth saying that they, they didn't block Micah Parsons they just you know they read him they had AJ Brown out in the flat and make him make a if, decision if Micah was going to rush Jalen he'd pass to AJ and if he was going to drop back into coverage Jalen Hurts would run so yeah Coaching masterclass there. Yeah, absolutely. But it, um, in answer to your question, I suppose. Look, I suppose probably are the best side in the NFC East on record. Um, the NFC East is, is it's, it's a bit laughable now at present. Like, you've three sides in the NFC, you're in the top five NFC um, sides in terms of record. Uh, obviously, Philly first, Giants third, and the Cowboys fifth. Um, like, that's laughable at present. So we could be faced with a with a with scope or potential anyway that there's three sides in the NFC East make the playoffs uh, this season which yeah well I, I don't think you could you know argue against mm. that right now Um, to be honest the the next game against the Giants it doesn't come for a few weeks but that's going to be a tense enough game mm. you know even if Dallas beat uh, Philly in the next matchup there's a good chance with uh, Philly's upcoming schedule that, you know, obviously the the head to head tiebreaker will go on to the next one, which will be a intra conference. Philly could take that. Uh, you know, Dallas have already lost to uh, Tampa. It really comes down to can Philly, you know, beat hopefully sweep, but at least split with the Giants. Mm, absolutely. I expect them to, but. You know, Dable is just eking out these wins. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. Um, I suppose our final fifth and gold point. Um, <laughs> I suppose we, we've muted it maybe in previous weeks, but look, it's becoming more and more evident. If no one's going to take ownership of the NFC West, can the Seahawks be the unlikeliest of division winners? That's kind of the point that puts you. Um like we've discussed at nauseum the uh the o-line issues in la we've discussed at nauseum the issues in arizona and san francisco just aren't aren't healthy Um, we've got a three-way tie in the nfc east see the 49ers the rams and the seahawks all sit three and three cardinals are look the only game back at two and four but is there a potential here 
that the Seahawks roster could uh, like a season like the, the season after trading away say what you want about him now but the greatest quarterback in franchise history yeah um, you have to wonder if, if they thought some of this drop off was coming mm. um, but fair play to, to, to Seattle um, I always you have to admire when you know you trade away somebody you get a good price and it like it looks as if they timed it perfectly they they knew he's just passed his sell by date and they sold him and you know they're they're set up in the draft for the next couple of years i don't want to talk too much about denver but you know they paid a lot for him and now they're you know in terms of draft capital and contracts the seahawks have been one of the biggest surprises um saying that if you look at the division odds you know the 49ers are favored for that division then the rams you know the their odds are close the seahawks are still 10 to 1 to win that division and like that clearly sh- you know shows that the books don't think this is sustainable mm. um but i don't know man i'm i'm liking gino this year i think when you see like uh, i don't know I was going to say, you see like a player, if, you know, unexpectedly doing well. It doesn't last six weeks. If, you, if, you, if you're, um, if you're Pete Carroll and you're kind of, you've seen Gino, you're happy with Gino. Do you maybe try and get Drew Luck off the, off the, the board? Maybe pick up a, no, just another piece, corner maybe. Yeah, absolutely. If you can. Maybe another running back. No, I don't know who trades for him. I don't know who trades for Drew Lock, unless you're trading like a a sixth round pick or a seventh round pick, yeah. Because you do have a good idea what he is, yeah. Um, and some of the teams that might be candidates for trades, like Carolina, Carolina, will not trade for another quarterback. Um, no. At least they'd be they'd be mad to. Do they have a first round pick this year? If they do, it's going on. I don't know Bryce Young or, you know. Yeah. Um, back to the Seahawks. I think there's a chance. Yeah. What like Walker's been very impressive, and he's he's going from strength to strength too as well. They could have a premier running back there, just falling their laps. He's looking legit. Yeah. And then they've got um Tariq Woolen. You know, he's a he's a rookie in. He's in the race for defensive rookie of the year. So, but he, if not this year, he's he's not. A, I can't believe he's not. He, a, he's not in the race because there's one man who's in the uh, he's a gardener of sauces. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, of course. No disrespect to Ahmad. I know he's an avid. Yeah, but uh, sauce gardener has it, it, <laughs> and it, it's the cheese cheesehead <laughs> moment of the weekend. I think it's kind of stands out for me anyway. I'm, I'm sold. I love that. I love a bit of a, <laughs> yeah, riling up. Yeah. Um. But look, I was so so down on Seattle coming into the season, and I was with you. I've I've totally reevaluated, like my opinion of them. I don't think they're they're going to be a powerhouse anytime soon. But where I thought there was no hope, now there is some. Yeah, I think we we given them two or three wins. They've they've. They've smashed our predictions yeah, already. Yeah. Um, and look, they, they yep. could go on and lose every game for the rest of the season, but I think that's going to be the case. But yeah, look, moving on. 
Week 7 preview. Teams on by our beloved Eagle. Yeah. The Minnesota Vikings. The LA Rams. So there's, an, there's, a, there's an opportunity there for some serious movement at the top of three of the NFC's divisions. And finally, the Buffalo Bills. This is the four, four sides and buys. Fantasy owners, beware. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my, my fantasy team is decimated mm. this week. I am scrambling to fill spots. And I'm also I'm going against a lad who is also 6-0. and oh. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so it's perfectly nice, poor. Nice little, uh, little plug there. I'm 6-0. I'm 6-0. Yeah. Oh. Oh. yeah. Maybe we should do a fantasy I, podcast. I finally, I finally anyway. on the weekend. Did you, yeah, you struggled. You struggled to get wins against the two the, I, the lads I, that aren't actually I playing it two, anymore. Two, two, uh, two games in quick succession that the blokes don't even have the app. Don't take... Don't take fantasy advice from, from Sasquatch no. here. Right, first game, Thursday night football. The Saints go to Arizona. Two teams, again, that are underperforming. Maybe Amazon's slate looked good at the start of the year, but it doesn't now. Um, Jeff Bezos raging. So the Cardinals are one and a half point favorites at home. Which is odd because obviously they bake in like home field advantage to an extent and they're still only one and a half point favourites. I think I'd I'd be giving um Arizona the nod here with D Hop coming yeah, back. Yeah, it's 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 not just I suppose D Hop. Um it's Andy Dalton Dalton the quarterback and he kinda he has struggled. He was Kirk Cousins before Kirk Cousins was Kirk Cousins. Uh, if you if you catch my drift, um, I read you. Yeah, um, he's also injured. He's also injured his back, so he's injured his back. Jameis has no back. Great eyes. Um, Great eyes. Oh, the best. It's all those W's. Yeah. It's all those W's yeah. he eats. Better than carrots. Um, yeah, I think I don't know how, what the reports are on Jameis's health. But Dalton is injured. Jameis has still at least suffered a back injury this season. Do they turn to Taysom Hill? I doubt it. Dennis Allen doesn't seem to like to use him. Obviously, they used him two weeks ago, but they just totally phased him out last week. Um, I give this to the Cards. Yeah, look, I tend to agree with you. I'd say like 1.5 spread, I'm all over that. They'll cover that with ease. Um, I'd say it could be a 7-point victory. If I'm being, being brutally honest... Um, absolutely like no concerns for me Um, yeah I suppose next up it's an AFC North clash uh, Browns at Ravens Sunday early slate um, I have it the Ravens are 7 point favourites um, largely because like the, the Browns run defence is, is a bit of a shambles they're going against a mobile quarterback like Miles Garrett, I think it would be questionable. Um, he is hurting again, and okay. look, that just kind of points to a a good omen for a mobile quarterback. I don't think the Browns really have a have a sustainable answer for Mark Andrews either. Um, 
especially if the Ravens kick off a running game, it really opens up the play action. Um, so yeah, I'd be, I'd be going with the Ravens, and do you know what? I'd even back them to to cover that spread. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they let me down. Probably wouldn't put in the accumulator. Um, no, I don't like that number in an accumulator, but uh, it's a tough one anyway. Um, like uh, they've been so. Like Lamar looks at any moment that he could just run off a, a touchdown, but then the defense just gives one right back up. Yeah, a six and a half points, it's you know it's wide enough. I do think Baltimore are the better team, yeah. but I think I would go with Cleveland plus the okay. points. Okay, agree disagree. Um, that's kind of hedging the bets. Agree to disagree. Agree disagree. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to. The NFC South, the Tampa Bay Bucks at Carolina. Um, I've got Tampa Bay as eleven point favorites. Um, that's away. Um, I think last week I saw the Rams. They were roughly the same. Rams were ten or eleven point favorites over the Buck over the Panthers. So now I'm just trying to think where I hold the Bucks and the Rams, you know, in respect to each other. Like, do they deserve to have the same point spread? I probably would give the nod to the Bucks to be the slightly better team. I, I think throw your rosters out the window. You're talking about Tom on the back of an embarrassing loss. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the first time in his career, is that right, that he's lost three in a row? Mm. Um, yeah, obviously the Panthers, you know, rolled out TJ Walker there last week. Not good. Um, yeah, I think I think the Buccaneers defense will, will have a bounce back and they'll give TJ Walker all sorts of trouble. Yeah. Um, one more said. said uh carolina uh the only thing to watch w- while watching when you're watching a carolina game is the the likely chris mccaffrey um auditions for a new franchise um expect him to be mm. be lights out in the coming weeks but yeah and uh, moving on falcons at bengals look a far more interesting game than it probably would have been if you had you looked at the schedules at the start of the season bengals are six point favorites mm. And there's there's reasons for that. Um, so there have a few injuries to cornerback position, um, and then obviously you're going up against Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and I I think uh, T Higgins should be. I think he, he played on the weekend, but he wasn't fully fit. But he should be fully fit this week. I yeah, I think a lot of reports saying he'll be full. Yeah. fully gone. For me, despite how frisky uh, the Falcons have been on occasion this season. I think Bengals and Bengals to cover the spread. Um, I don't think there's a significant pass rush in Atlanta, and they have a lot of cornerback injuries. So, the pick. Yeah, I think Atlanta have done well. Mariota has played. I think when he was a backup in in uh, Las Vegas, this was the sort of, you know, the trajectory a lot of people saw him going. He had to play there. In limited fashion but he looked good and that's showing up now but i think if he were to start the full season he would 
you know fair as well as he did in Tennessee. Yeah, he'll he'll look good at times, and other times he just he won't come up clutch. He won't be able to deliver. Um, again, six points is a big spread. But again, I'm gonna have to side with Joey Cool here. America's quarterback. Yeah. Um, moving on then to Detroit, fresh off the bye, going to Jerry World. Cowboys are seven point favorites. Yeah, it's uh, see the problem with this is obviously my my opinion of Detroit is now tainted with that shutout in Foxborough in New England. Um, probably w- they've had a chance. Probably was tainted. Sorry, uh, with hard knocks. You probably we probably <laughs> got a bit OTT on the on the Lions. I think this season. So, I think so. However, I I think I'm not convinced Dan Campbell is a great head coach. He is without a doubt a great motivator. He's an entertainer. I I think there's a chance he'll um you know amp the Lions up. You know the receivers should have had time. Amon Ra, um DeAndre Swift obviously the runner back um to to just get a bit healthier. I think we might see their their offense get back to early levels. I don't think they'll be able to. I, I say get back to early levels. I think their their offense will look capable again. I just don't know how well they'll do. I don't trust Goff against the Cowboys defense, which we saw on Sunday there. Um, I know they, they didn't like 20 points any game to any other team until the Eagles. Mm. Um, but they still did look good even in giving up the 20 26 points sorry 27 points what was your point spread uh seven seven um my prediction cowboys win fail to cover the spread they'll be clunky with Dak back in hand i think um but good enough to win um to cover the spread is Dak definitely coming back? I think they have to buy next week. So there's a, I, I thought I read there might be a chance that Cooper will see them through. Maybe, mate. Well, that changes things. Even with Cooper, I think there's a chance they can cover that spread. See, the problem with Cooper is he doesn't go over 20 points, does he? Um, no, but if there's any team he's going to go over 20 points, it's going to be that fair. Detroit's fair. defense. Um, as we're staying within... The NFC East next up. Giants at Jaguars. I have the Jags at three point favourites, which is madness. <laughs> what the hell is going on there? Madness. That's crazy. Um Yeah, I I just don't get it. Um I like the Jags. I, I do I like do, the Jags, really but do, on but... a three game losing streak, the Giants have just put to bed the Packers and Ravens in back to back come from behind wins. Put an absolute stamp on the five and one record. They're like they're just gonna go out there and win a battle of attrition. Trevor Lawrence has struggled in this three game stretch. Man, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to do it. Um, like the Jags are gonna struggle against Saquon. Yeah. <sighs> Big surprise the Giants are, and um, maybe it's. <laughs> I've said it already. Maybe it's just the bookmaker like. Daniel Jones has been too good for too long. 
Something's gone. Yeah. The only thing you think. Um, <laughs> They're hedging. Like, I'd love to see Dougie do Philly a favour and kind of buy them a bit of time on, on their bye week. But... Yeah, who was... I can't remember who was saying it, um, but you, you very rarely see former Eagles players coming back and getting a, a clap or, a, a, you know, an, an ovation. It's generally always booze, but... But Dougie P came back. If he beat the Giants here, I think he would help solidify his legendary we status. We won't tear down the statue just yet. Um, no, um, I'm not like I like. I actually do kind of like the Giants, even for a divisional team. You know, they've not been good enough recently to develop the sort of vitriol that there is with Dallas. But they do make me nervous now. Just you know, breathing down Philly's neck. Yeah, you, you kind of need to lose a few games before you get comfortable again. Um, because yeah. they seem like a bit of a... <laughs> just destined to... But yeah, no reason no reason not to take the Giants there, plus mm. three. Nothing, especially not in current form. Yeah, um, I, I tend to agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have great odds on backing <laughs> the Jags. Let's be debunked about it, right? No. No, I just take the Giants to win yeah. the thing. Get the good odds. Um, battle at top, the AFC South. Um, the Colts at Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I've got the Titans as two and a half point favorites. I think three. Yeah, I don't think I can argue with that particularly. I said. I edged towards them for the lead in the division or as favourites in the division I think three is fair it's one of those close ones it's 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 really a coin flip um, I'm if you give me one reason to back the, the Colts I'll give you one to back the Titans I'll, 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 I'll give you two reasons um, I'll try and Ryan Tannehill Matt Ryan I'm back in the Colts. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm back in the Colts. In a in a doozy now, oh, a okay. one-point victory, I'd be saying. But Jonathan Taylor is also likely to be back as well. Yeah. Um, I liked what I seen from Deion Jackson last last time out. Look, Derek, Derek Henry is Derek Henry. But as bad as that uh, wide receiving core is for Indy, I think it's still better than Tennessee one. And I prefer Ryan Till on current form. Or Ryan, I sorry, and I prefer Matt Ryan over Ryan Tannehill on current form. So I actually, I'm, I'm back in the Colts here. They're on a bit of a streak, a bit of a roll. Back in them. Locking it up. Yeah. I, th- I, I think I'll stick with the Titans. I do absolutely concede that um, Pittman and Alec Pierce, who I was, you know, pretty excited about in the previews you can go back and check um just uh get those receipts in alec pierce looks good um yeah as of now maybe the colts look a little bit stronger a little bit more well-rounded um obviously the titans have their woes at receiver with uh burks on ior and Bobby Trees nowhere to be seen. I'm sure to six with my woes. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm telling you, Colts gonna do this one. Gonna do it. 
fan, but interesting. Moving on. Look, the the Packers could be remiss for looking at losing to both New York teams, one in London, one in Lambeau. And then looking ahead to week eight, where they face the Bills. But if there's a get right game at present, it's the Commanders. Uh, I have Packers as five point mm. five favourites. Um you know, it's obviously in um the nation's capital with Tyler Heineke. Yeah, look at the nation's capital of Virginia. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna back the Packers here. Five point five spread. Potentially they could um they could they could go off here. Um Washington horrible against the pass and look we, we've talked about it a lot and Green Bay hasn't got it going but they've scoped there for a phenomenal run game um, and that commander's defence is both vulnerable against the pass and the run so yeah look I'm, I'm back in Packers and I would say they will cover that 5.5 point spread easy yeah I agree with you um, the Packers have to get right soon Um I think Washington are uh, a dumpster fire. I think uh, on defense, they're badly missing Chase Young. Um, Willie Jackson on the, the cornerback, he's been a liability when playing. He's obviously demanded his trade. Um, it's, yeah, I think a lot of our pessimism in the preseason should have been directed at Washington I think I, I think I had them as a sort of a middling team whereas now they they look like a, a bottom feeder uh, they can't get anything can't get anything going for them except you know little PR <laughs> bits for them like uh, Brian Robinson yeah I get that um, yeah holding on to their the number two pick and uh, that yeah. is a, as a even as a massive uh, article in the Athletic or the Washington Post. Um, yeah, I see that. Yeah. I see that. Um, I yeah, I look. You, I could go on for a long time just talking about the woes of Washington. They are plentiful. I'm just gonna go with the Packers minus the yeah. points here. I think yeah, the point the get team. to the. Um, <laughs> nah, I'm, be, I'm being. I'm being. Uh, I know. Facetious. I know. Right, the next game up is the Jets looking surprisingly good at the Denver Broncos looking surprisingly terrible. Um, the Broncos are one and a half point favorites. What are we doing? I'm I'm taking the Jets here all day long. Yeah, yeah I'm, I... they're they're probably surprised three and three, but Denver, like I said. Russell looked good for one quarter in um, the game against the Chargers just gone by. That might be the first quarter he's looked good in this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can we, can we, just, can we just, just get on with it? I keep remembering, I keep remembering this, this video of just calling Russell Wilson the most cringy quarterback ever. He finishes almost every press conference with, Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah, the the memes of <laughs> the memes of Broncos country, let's let's ride. This is the ride. Are like they've made this season <laughs> yeah. for me. To be fair, yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a mess. Um, someone it's been so, bad. so someone said to me, what was it? 
it's like I, I can't believe the Broncos paid that much for Carlton Banks. <laughs> that was excellent. Um, but yeah, look, I suppose moving on because the less said about the Broncos, the better. Uh, apol- ap- yeah, take the Jets yeah, and the points. Broncos fans, um, it's not been fun this season. Uh, Texans at Raiders. Uh, Raiders obviously one win just this season against the aforementioned Broncos. They've had a tough sled, but I mean they've they faced off against the Chargers, the Cardinals, the Titans, and the Chiefs. It's it's they're not embarrassing losses by any stretch of the the imagination, yeah, and all difficult losses too. They're seven point favorites against the Texans. I think coming off a bye, they've probably had a hard look at themselves. Um, they've probably tied up. Um, they fixed up kind of a few offensive things. There was a few knocks and bumps to Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro. So they'll all be back fully fit and firing. Do you know what? I'm backing them to cover that spread. Um, Texans are Texans are the Texans. They they're frisky, they're feisty, whatever you want to call them. But um, definitely. But they just rarely get over the hump to yeah. actually win. Um, so like I'd be looking at like a thirty points to twenty one, like so, like over the seven points, but not a annihilation by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, um, it's a weird, weirdly large spread for a one and five. Oh, the Raiders had their bye, so a one and fourteen, and then you know against the the winless Texans, a seven point spread is quite. Oh, I think it's it's the quality the opposition. I acknowledge lost, I, yeah, I think I think if you looked at the start of the season and even now, the Raiders are by far the better team. Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, um, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, you know, there's there's a lot of star power there. It just hasn't clicked and things haven't gone well for Las Vegas. Devontae Adams is clearly motivated to to do well that he'll he's willing to assault um credentialed workers at NFL stadiums um, he apologised <laughs> he did apologise is there any um, he got he, he, any he punitive got off. he got off okay okay um, yeah I think I'll take the, the, the Raiders here too easy easy money um, the next game Geno Smith leads the Seahawks to SoFi Stadium, where they play the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are six and a half point favorites. Um, that's probably about right. I think obviously um, they didn't look too sharp. Well, Justin Herbert didn't look too sharp playing against the Broncos, but the Broncos do actually have a decent defense. Um, so can they put a six and a half point margin between? themselves and Geno Smith that's a tough spread I like I think that's almost like bang on the money six and a half or six or seven um look if you had a gun to my head I'd probably say the Seahawks plus the points I think yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah no I, I tend to agree with that um Chargers at home too as well. Like the Chargers are, what are they four and two now? They're still not. It doesn't feel as if they've hit their potential, and and they gotta do it soon. It feels limited. They do, um, yeah, they do. 
Kansas, you know, Kansas are they're at four and two as well. You know, but they lost. Okay, they lost to the Colts, but they were obviously strong armed there by the Bills. Um, it feels as if while Kansas are getting these wins and should continue to get them comfortably, Los Angeles is real, or the Chargers are scrapping for these mm. wins. So they they do need to kind of put it together. I know Rashawn Slater is a big miss for them. Mike Williams hasn't really uh, really got going yet. Keenan Allen is obviously injured. I don't know what his Hamstrings. prognosis or outlook Hamstrings. is. Um, beaten back by Robson, who got shot in the leg six weeks ago, but that's that's okay. Yeah, um, yeah no, look, I, I t- definitely tend to agree with you. Um, moving on, uh, probably game could we scope for game of the week? Uh, maybe not game of the week. Um, Chiefs make the journey to the 49ers. Chiefs are only three-point favourites, which I think is a bit disrespectful to the Chiefs uh, and probably a bit delusional when you look at the, the injuries. The um, the 49ers are currently going through. I think I counted there's 11 starters currently out injured. Now, they're all due to be back before the end of the season. There's no season-long injuries, but they're just, they're just very beat up. Um, they're obviously... Mm coming off the back of a road blowout loss I suppose um, and despite the fact it's, it's Mahomes versus Jimmy it's a repeat of Super Bowl 54 I just I think I back the Chiefs and I back them to cover the spread and I, I don't really want to add any more to that I just I think the 49ers unfortunately are very beat up yeah, look, I agree with you. It's a it's a narrow um, spread, I think. Yeah. I think maybe at full full capacity for San Fran, that's justified. But I'd be taking the Chiefs here. Fair. Fair. Um, obviously the Sunday night game, the late one. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers go to Miami. We saw. Kenny Pickett start the game and then suffer a concussion, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. So we saw Mitch finish the game and get that win. Um, I don't think it's particularly indicative of a good Steelers team. It was just a collapse by the books. Dolphins are seven points uh, favorites. Tua should be back. I am going to side with the Dolphins here. I think we saw after three weeks off to uh you know he was he was up there he had he was in the top five passing yards he had two receivers in waddle and tyree kill in the top five receiving yards i think yeah i think two will get back on track here um yeah i agree i just i'm not wholeheartedly convinced the dolphins will start to uh, i think you could still okay. see t- uh, teddy bridgewater for that reason i'm not going to back against the spread um, okay look I, I i expect to see Tua. i just think they want to give him as much time as possible given the the negative feedback to kind of his injury yeah so yeah i i i could see that happening um finally i don't know what we got to do to get a good prime time game here but patriots over the bears monday night football patriots are nine point favorite um, look, largely say it's going to be Dr. Bailey Zappi. He's going to be the, uh, the quarterback of a run-heavy offense. 
obviously uh, Ramon Stevenson is, is, is in fine form at present uh, second year running back and he's, he's been red hot if he's available to pick up in some of the kind mm-hmm. of I suppose lower side uh, like smaller franch- uh, fancy leagues but fewer sides pick him up um, yeah I just think that defence is going to poorly is unfortunately going to eat up Justin Fields Um and I think Stevens is going to destroy a bad run defense, and I think not a nine point spread is is a, is definitely achievable for the Patriots in this one. I think they could shut out the Bears. I've got the Patriots as eight points, but I like them at nine points even as nine point. Um, you know, that wider spread. I'm yeah. Just yeah. Justin Fields has just not been that guy. Oh, he, he just hasn't. He has been that guy. I, and that's a hill I'll die on, but he is not getting sufficient help. I don't. He. I. Don't I, know if I, I will. Have you watched? Yeah. Look, there's been throws here and there. He there's is been some fantastic running throws. for his life out there. <laughs> yeah, that is not his fault. It's look. I know, but it's so hard to take that in isolation. It's so hard, like to say, okay, look, there's definitely, there's absolutely good throws there. I won't. Um, disagree with you and he has he is unequivocally a case of by and they're sorry about he that is unequ- it is unequivocally been... the equivalent of buying a Porsche and driving it around back roads in Cavan for the entire duration of having the Porsche like it's it's the... <laughs> don't slander Cavan well for Mana then uh... Monaghan Monaghan yeah Monaghan whatever but like yeah, look, I I I would want to see a, a good bit more. However, I will acknowledge that you can't draw solid conclusions on him with that offensive oh, line. Tell you what, you know, you do your point on the field and let's end this because you've you've irked me now. <laughs> we'll have to do a segment uh, dedicated to Justin Fields' tapes. Yeah, players in a vacuum. Analyze yeah. players in the vacuum. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll, I'll, I'll focus in on um on Justin Fields this week. Watch the tape. Come back to me. It's yeah. my homework. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, I know we normally finish up with punter on the field, but um, time get away from me this week. Uh, I don't have the picks now. You'll have to tune in to the the social media. We'll put a post up with the, the, the two actors. As it was a quick recap last week, again, um, 66% of the bets came through. Just one on each. A loser on each one. That's so, However, we, we've we broken even now. Obviously, just with the loss of the last two bets. But it's um, if you are if you are betting what I'm telling you to bet, you're no worse off than if you'd never listened to me. <laughs> That's, yeah, I tell you, it's such a salesman. Such a salesman. <laughs> yeah. You've nothing you to lose. You've got You've nothing to lose. You may as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, look, we'll, right. uh, we'll have it up on the social media. Probably Thursday. Um, this will be out Tuesday evening. The, the, the last, I think that's the 8th of a Tuesday evening. You're all at home watching Champions League football, unaware of the notification that's about to hit your phone. Sell. Lovely, poetic, yeah, seductive, yeah, 
Um, I suppose that's all for me. Yeah, that's about all for me good, too. Good note yeah. to, to go on the worst sell of a podcast segment, I think, ever. <laughs> I think so. It's not bad, it's so. not good, it's just very much benign. <laughs> yeah, benign is the perfect word. Oh, thank you, and good night. some people in the end zone right joe that's exactly right i mean there's nobody inside the 10 get back here it is the season's on the line two receivers left and right mccown takes the snap he steps up he's all by himself fires into the end zone caught touchdown no no the cardinals have knocked the vikings out of the play